Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast, episode 153. Whoa. How do you say 153 in Spanish? Could, you know, because like when you start um, in elementary school, you got to take a second language, right? And it's always Spanish. And I think I speak for most people that the only thing you remember in Spanish class is to like count to 10, you know? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, ses, siete, ocho, nueve. And I think 10 is diez, diez, right? So what's it? What's diez uno, diez doso? <laughs> oh boy. The more, the higher the numbers get, the, the stupider I sound. So how do you say 153 in Spanish? I have no idea how to count above 10. 153 is 150 Y tres? Jesus fucking Christ, that's a mouthful. Dude, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for a number. The English version is so much easier. Listen to the English version. 153. Boom, 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 boom. Right? What is that? Three seconds? One, two, three. Three seconds, right? Here's the Spanish version. One, two, three. Oh, I guess it's the same thing. Shit. Was that racist? All right. Anyways, 153, guys. It's episode number. And um, it's good to be here. I'm in my hotel room in uh, Richland, Washington. You may be wondering, James, why are you in such a, a lavish part of the world? Well, I'm here for uh, comedy shows here at Joker's Comedy Club. Uh, it's a great comedy club. It's actually a, co- a comedy club slash bowling alley slash casino slash cigar lounge slash arcade slash uh, bathroom because there's uh, bathrooms in there. Oh, restaurant slash restaurant slash bar. It's like it's so some town I'm in. I'm in Richland. It's basically one of these like very small um, towns. Um, where like the like like the bar whatever comedy club arcade it's like that's like the event center you know that's where everyone goes to you know do their shit it's like an all in one kind of area you know so I'm doing shows there this weekend and um, I got to tell you man it's fun it's fun to get out of New York City you know because these here's the thing these these uh, people out here in Richland. They're a little more simpler, you know, they're a little more, um, they're a little less jaded, they're a little more um, just appreciative of, of the fine arts, you know what I mean? Not to say that people in New York aren't appreciative of fine art, they are, but they're appreciative in like a, in like a different way, you know, they're like very judgy, you know, if whatever you say isn't like magnificent, they really, really like kind of kind of want to kill you, you know what I mean? But out here, it's like, if you have great jokes, man, they think you're a fucking, like, like genius, you know what I mean? Like, they give you so much more than in New York, you know? And also, like, they kind of understand, like, Richland, Washington is uh, is uh, kind of like a, a, you know, not a famous place, not really known for much, so they're really appreciative when you come out here. So I always like coming to this club, Jokers. Um, it's my fourth time coming here, which is... Uh, so crazy to say, it's my fourth time at this comedy club. Because um, usually what comedy clubs do is they book like, they'll book you once a year or once every two years. So I've been coming here for almost uh, seven, eight years now, which is 
crazy to think, man. Um, but yeah, I'm in my hotel room. And uh, I got to say this about hotel rooms, man. Um, you could tell when a hotel room is like really not that great. You know, this, this like, okay, so the place I'm staying at is actually not that bad. But it's, it's definitely like I'm not at a five-star hotel by any means. You know, I'm not, at, not, not even like a Holiday Inn type of level. And you could just, there, for some reason, this really bugs me. The, the hotels that have like kind of like the not great hotels, the toilets are always like inefficient. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to get too disgusting here, but like I took a crap earlier, right? And it's literally just a normal human size crap. Now, to be honest, I can't really, uh, I don't look at a lot of other people's shit, so I don't really have nothing to go off of. But to me, at least, like I took a crap that was maybe the size of my fist like this and I swear to God, dude, this has happened before at these kind of like two, three-star hotels. It, the toilet always clogs, you know? What is shit this big? It's like, I don't understand why you have a hotel. This is a place where people are supposed to stay for, you know, it could be one night. It could be an extended period of time. It's like people need to crap, you know? And they can't have their toilet clogging. So why are you going to get this like, 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 bottom end toilet does this make sense you know what i'm saying it's like if if i poop this big that's not like i get it if the toilet's clogged because i ate taco bell and chipotle and drank coffee you know in one sitting and it was just like you know everything that came out like i get it i get where you're like dude what is this like what are these what kind of turd is this you know like jesus christ but when it's just a normal poop in the toilet clogs, it's like, what are you doing? Just get decent toilets. Like any toilet that's not in your home should be one of those like you flush and it sounds like you can hear the sewers on like the other side of the world, you know, that whoosh, just it's like that hollowness. Like when you open up the door of a plane that, whoosh, you know. Like, that's what every toilet should be in an establishment. So you don't have a problem where you clog it. But I swear to God, dude, these two, three-star hotels, you take a fucking pebble dump and it clogs the toilet. So I'm just like, I'm literally, like, I'm trying to do the podcast. I take a normal crap. Like, I had a protein shake this morning and yogurt, right? Protein shake, shake yogurt, poop, and it's clogged, clogged. Water's coming up, and I'm now, like, I'm, like, trying to fix it. I'm trying to put, like... Uh, 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 towels down, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I hate, I don't know, I don't know what it is, I'm trying to figure out what's, what bugs me about it, you know, because I'm not even paying for this hotel, the club's paying for it, but there's just something, it's like, dude, just like, do your job, you know, this is supposed to be a place where people can like, live, you know, and we live in a society now, you know, yeah, we're in America. This is a first world country, you know, but we have toilets everywhere, right? And the toilets should be strong toilets, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have no idea if this makes sense. Another weird thing about doing a podcast in a hotel room is like, I don't know if anyone can hear me. I don't know if there's a person next door. I think this is around like checkout time, so maybe hopefully it's vacant, but I'm screaming about toilets. You know, I can... That could be kind of weird. Also, another thing about this hotel, which uh, I'm not really, I'm not a big fan of the hotels where um, the acts, like if you leave, you're outside. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those hotels where you leave and like the parking lot's right there, you know? 
which I don't know. It does something about it that doesn't feel safe. You know, it's that barrier of like, yeah, anyone could literally, if they wanted to throw a fucking garbage can into the window and come in here and fucking eat me alive. You know, I don't like that. I like the hotels where, you know, after 10 PM, you have to like slide your, um, your key card just to get in. And then you have to slide your key card again, the elevator to go up. You know, I like that double, um, layer security, you know, and I hate complaining about like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, these hotels suck. So hotels like this, the, the bed's nice. You know, they have like a hot breakfast, which I appreciate, but the toilet, man, like you listen, here's the thing. If you're going to have a hot breakfast, make sure you got a hot toilet. Okay. To prepare for that breakfast. That's going to go down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> How much are toilets? You know, maybe I'm speaking out of a place of ignorance because I don't, I don't, I don't have like a house. I have an apartment. There's a toilet in there, you know, but I guess even like houses come with toilet. I never had like toilet. When you, when do you have the toilet shop? I guess when you buy a house and then your toilet fucks up, then you have to start looking at new toilets, right? That probably means I'll never have to do that because, you know, being a comedian all, I'll probably be renting for, for a while. Um, anyways, but yeah, that's my little spiel about hotels, just the toilets being weak, soft, pathetic, weak toilet, get your shit together. Anyways, so I'm out here on Richland, um, Washington. We have one show left tonight. Um, yesterday's show was fucking a lot of fun. Kind of rowdy though. Halloween crowd. Um, I don't like, I, I thought no, I really thought no one was going to show up to the shows tonight or last night because it's Halloween weekend, but it was actually a pretty good turnout. And uh, I just don't understand why. It's a funny thing that people come out um, on Halloween, you know? Like, I feel like on Halloween, you want to dress sexy, and you want to go out, show off your abs, show off your ass, and, like, you know, try to get laid. It's, it's, I don't think anyone... I, it's, it's funny to me that people, like, want to dress up and go to a comedy show and just listen to a comedian, you know, talk about his craziness in an artistic form with like punchlines. You know what I mean? And then like, so it's funny cause like I was doing the show yesterday and a dude, he dressed up as that, uh, officer Daryl, I think, or da Damon from like Reno 911, who I don't know if you guys know, um, Reno 911, there's like, it's like a cop, one of these cop comedy shows. Like it's like making fun of, um, cops that, that show. And uh, there's a gay officer in it, and he's got, like, uh, the, these sunglasses with, like, a little mustache, like a Hitler stash. And he's got these short, short shorts. So the dude's dressed up as this guy, and he's sitting in the front row, row man. I'm telling you, man, if he had lifted up his shorts maybe, like, an inch higher, his nuts would have been hanging out. <laughs> and that was the first thing I said. I literally got on stage. I'm like, dude, why, why, are you, why, are you, why do they put you in front, you know? Your your nuts are hanging out of your shorts, and they put you in front. You know, it could have even been like the second row, because then your legs are covered. But the first row is where you see people's legs. So I'm just seeing this guy. You know, he's a guy. We're in Richland, so he's man spreading. He doesn't give a shit, right? I can smell his ball sacks from the stage. You know, I could tell every joke he doesn't like because his pants shrink a little bit. You know, I was just like, Jesus, man, fuck. What are you even doing here? You know, if you're dressed up like that, you obviously want people to see you, not 
you be in a crowd and see a comedian, you know? I don't get it, but whatever. Thanks for coming out. If you came to the Jokers last night, um, it was a fun time. Had to do a, had to do a lot of crowd work because it's just, you know, people... I think that's the way comedy's going now, man. You know, everything needs to seem more and more off the cuff. And I, I've always had this theory because, like, movies, it used to be, like, you could suspend disbelief a little bit, you know? Like, if you watch these movies from, like, I don't know, the 50s and 60s, everything looks so fake, you know? Everything looks, like, so poorly done. But at the time, the special effects weren't that great. And I think people just kind of were like, oh, sure, yeah, this is a spaceship, whatever. And it's just like clearly like a like a tin hat like a, or aluminum foil wrapped around a basketball, you know, with like, like fly. you know, you would see like the shadows of like the boom mics and stuff on film and TV and no one cared, you know. But now it's like you, you can't like everything has got to look so real and so believable, you know, that like if, if there's like you always hear people go, oh, that I, I couldn't get into it. It was so, like, uh, unrealistic. It's like, it's a fucking movie, dude. It's all unrealistic. It's all made up, you know? So, I think with comedy, it's kind of gone that same route, where it's like, if you look at stand-ups, like, 10, 20, 30 years ago, it's like, they have these one-liners, non-sequiturs, and just, like, corny jokes, like, dad jokes and puns, you know? And people loved it. Like, people had, like, made legit careers, you know? People would, like, juggle and shit on stage. But now it's, like, if you do a pun, if you do anything that's, like, corny, one-liners now, if you don't have uh, segues, if it sounds like you're telling jokes, right, people get fucking fear. Like, they're just not into it, you know? They check out, you know? They, they, they think it's, like, corny and hacky and, and like, cheesy, so like now I feel like it's gone to the point where it's like if you go up there with material, I mean you better be so fucking talented where it literally sounds like you it's all being made up on the spot. Any instance where it's like it sounds canned, the crowd checks out. So I think it's gone to the point now where it's like you almost have to talk to the crowd a little bit. And I think it has something to do with like all these crowd work clips online. You know, people are seeing the crowd being a part of the show. So I think we're kind of like the 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 crowd work. And, and the material is still, is, is kind of merging. Because you could tell people want to hear your story. But then at the same time, you can also tell people really do want to like, um, like they, they, they're kind of expecting like something more on the spot's going to happen, you know? So I had to do a little bit of that yesterday. Also, it's good too, because like, you know, it's, it's with social media, there's such a demand for content. You know, if, if I could do a crowd work thing and something, you know, gets a huge, a huge pop, then like I could put up on social media without having to burn material, you know. So it's whatever. It was it was a fun show yesterday. It also another thing about that is like it keeps you on your feet as a comic, you know, like being good on the spot and stuff. Like it's one thing to have like really great, awesome material, but it's another thing to be able to like fucking adapt and like shape shift. You know what I mean? So all in all, great show yesterday. Um I've been getting like bumped up on my flights recently. I flew from JFK to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City to um, the airport here in Richland called Pasco, and I got bumped up the whole way there, which is fucking sweet. And I just got an email saying that I got bumped up for my flight back home tomorrow, which is nice, man. I uh, I fly exclusively Delta, and uh, and uh, yeah, I I spent about. Uh, eight grand on flights or some shit this year. So hell yeah. 
I deserve to be getting bumped up, you know? It's such a difference, too. Like, when you're in, like, economy coach class, they literally, like... <laughs> Here's the thing about the airport, man. Like, like in the airport, in the sky, like, everything is different than it is in normal life, you know? Like, people always complain about, like, how the world's not fair, how people, like, there's, there's favoritism and classism and all this shit... And we always complain about it. And we, in real life, we always try to do things to, like, fix that stuff, right? Make things equal. Make everyone equal. At the airport and, and, and with flying, that, you know, favor, that is all off the table. Like, there's favoritism. There's classism to the fucking... So It's so obvious. Like, if you're a Delta, whatever, medallion member, Sky Lounge, American Express holder, dude, they will literally... They treat you so much better than someone that's just decided to fly Delta because that was like the cheapest flight that day, you know, or the most convenient flight for them. Like you, I'm telling you, man, like, let's say like, your flight's delayed, right? And there's a, you know, the, you know, there's always a huge line of people trying to figure out, you know, how to change their flight and all that shit. If you are going to fly because you have to see a dying family member and they're going to die in like 12 hours and your flight's delayed and you're about to miss it. And you like desperately need to get on the next flight there and you're crying and sobbing and you're just like on your knees begging, right? My grandma's going to die. I need to go. They will literally kick you in the face to make you get out of the way for a person that's like platinum medallion status that just needs to go out there to go whatever that place to go see their prostitute. Or their mistress, you know? <laughs> it's so fucking crazy that, like, the privilege you get. Like, like, and they, like, like they do this. It's so crazy. Like, like I was on a flight once, and I was, like, I was in Comfort Plus, which is, like, right behind first class. It's, like, little, it's, like, is that business class? Or is business just first class? I guess business is just first class. But, like, they literally, like, took the time, this, the flight attendant took the time to, like, wish this all, like, like a happy life, basically. Like, I remember I was the first, so I was like the first seat in Comfort Plus, right? And the flight attendant comes up and they're like, Mr. Camacho, like that's out of nowhere. And like on a flight, everyone's tense and shit, right? So everyone's probably thinking about the kick off, the kicked off the flight or I did something wrong, you know? So I'm just like, what? What's, what's going on? And they're like, we just want to thank you for being a medallion member and we really appreciate your service and uh, we love you. And I was like, okay, well, and then they just went to the next person, Mr. Smith. We just want to say we, and they just went person to person, just basically sucking their dick, you know? And then they, they didn't do that with the economy people, you know? And it's funny too, because like they, they lie to the economy people. Like when you get a flight for Delta, you're supposed to get a, a bag and a, a check bag and a personal item, right? Dude, it is so funny. It's like, if you're first class comfort plus, you get on with your bag, no problem. The Literally, the moment the Comfort Plus people get on, they just make some huge announcement to everyone else. It's like, hey, listen, uh, we got no space back there for your bag, so we're going to have to start checking bags. Go fuck yourself. And then you have to literally give them your bag and pick them up at the conveyor belt at your destination, which is it's just hilarious because you buy the ticket and they say you're going to have a, have a personal item and a carry-on. And they just, they, they overbook it where they know they're not going to have enough space. And they just say, fuck the people in the back of the plane, you know? So it's just funny that like people always complain about shit in life, about like racism and elitism and all this stuff and how things aren't fair. 
but especially with like flying and show business, like that shit happens blatantly and no one cares. You know, I guess when you spend money, it's fine, but I don't know. I've been getting bumped up. I love it. You know, I never. It's just so crazy. It's like putting on a suit when you get bumped up. You just feel more superior than everyone else on the plane, you know? <laughs> That's how I know I wouldn't be a good, like, rich, famous person. I could feel it. When I get bumped up, I'm a little more toity, you know? I look away from the from the regular people when they're bo boarding the plane. I just feel like a superiority. And so I know if I get famous and rich... Sadly, I feel like I know that's going to start coming out, you know? Hey, at least I'm being honest with myself. I'm not being a phony. Yeah, I'm going to treat everyone the same when I'm rich and famous. Anyways, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, rich and famous. Rich and famous. Um, yeah, so I'm out here. And um, first off, you know, I kind of went on a tirade about the toilets and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the flights and shit. But thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, we got a lot of questions this week to answer. And they're, again, they're just great questions, man. They're real thinkers. Um, uh, before we get into the questions, though, I really do want to talk about one thing real quick. Um, did you guys watch the Dahmer doc? If you haven't, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. that I just, I'm still getting used to doing this solo cast stuff. I thought it'd be easy. I just come up here. Blah, 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 blah. But it's actually hard. Like, I'm in my head now. You know, I'm so used to being an and having an audience in front and reacting to shit I say. So me just spewing shit out of my mind, it's a, it's just like it feels like I'm bombing this whole time. You know, maybe I gotta hire people to be like extras to be in the audience when I record the podcast. So if they laugh, I kind of get more of a an endorphin rush. You know, but anyway, so I wanted to bring up like. Uh, on the last episode, I talked about like TV shows um, and trying to watch more shows. And I think, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but I watched that Dahmer doc recently. And uh, it's not the Dahmer doc, it's a Dahmer series. Okay. It's the series, not the documentary. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have the right one because there's fucking 75 of them on the same serial killer. It's got 75. Isn't it, as if there's not enough, we gotta have another one. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So. Um, and also, I said on stage yesterday, I do a joke about it, Dahmer Doc, and then a lady's like, the Dahmer, the Dahmer Doc, or the Dahmer Harry. It's like, you know which one I'm talking about. It's October 29th, 2022. You know which fucking documentary I'm t or thing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the one that came out 10 years ago. I'm talking about the one that came out recently, that one everyone's talking about. Stop being a bitch. Anyways, so I thought it was really crazy man how tent like the, those first two couple episodes where he's like Dahmer's like bringing those guys back and you don't know like you know like you know what he's done like he's killed people he's cannibalized them and stuff so you know in those first couple episodes where he's got the guys over and it shows you kind of like the build-up um to right before the shit goes down it's so fucking beautifully done and tense man I'm just like it, I'm watching it just like tense the whole time just like Wondering when he, if he's like, at, mo at what moment is he going to snap? At what moment he's going to kill him? At what moment is he going to start eating him? You know, it's just fucking so tense. And it was great. Like the first episode, I want to say, and then he had flashbacks too that were also very tense. But I got to be honest, man, like any of the, all the present day stuff, 
you know, besides his in, him interviewing his them interviewing his dad because that's always interesting to see like what how does the dad you know react to like his son finding out his son's a cannibal you know and doing all this horrible shit. I mean those especially like especially those last episodes where it was like there was no flashback and they had kind of like established like they had shown all the crimes he'd done and like recreated them. It was kind of boring, you know, those last few episodes. And I know it's terrible to say, but it's like the last few episodes were basically him. Um, the, the They were showing the how the families reacted to his crimes and like like the, the effect it had on the community and stuff. And like in Mil- people, the people in Milwaukee and then like, you know, Jesse Jackson comes in and then like the, the gay community gets involved. And it's like. I hate to sound ignorant, but it was like it was not as entertaining as him killing like killing people. You know? Did anyone else feel like that? <laughs> this sounds so terrible to say, but it's like I really didn't find it that interesting about like the 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 the, the, the lotion or lotion family. There was like a lotion family. Lotion. It can't be lotion. James, it can't be lotion. It's loation. There we go. Lotion's something you you put on your face. Um but yeah, the Lo- the the Loatian family, they just kept showing over and over and over and over again how like devastated they were, and it's like I get it, man. It's sad. It's it's really sad. But it was like those last two episodes. It really felt like there was no purpose. You know, it just kind of felt like they were just showing more and more of the families and like the lady that was his neighbor, who it's like that crazy that like she was her his neighbor. And, like, she kind of smelled it and, and, and felt it and made all these, like, you know, called the police and they did nothing about it. But it's, like, they really, like, beat that shit to death with all the family stuff, man. Because they kind of covered all these things in the in the episodes where he was, where they were showing him, like, kidnapping people. But then they just, like, literally retweeted and made full episodes about all this stuff. And I just felt like the last two episodes were, were kind of, were really kind of uh, boring. Um, but oh no, that was a fucking great doc. That Dahmer thing. I I want to watch our do- Dahmer series. Um, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend watching it. Um, if you want to get uncomfortable, man, it's like like really feel like it, it's so hard to like actually feel scared and tense at movies now because a lot of these quote unquote horror movies are you know Michael Myers and shit. It, they're not scary. They have like their occasional jump cuts, but it's literally just like a dude in a mask chasing a half-naked person with a fucking sword, you know? It's not scary, you know? Even that barbarian thing that everyone's like, this is so great, this is the new... I saw that, and it was really good, it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't scary, you know? It's like, I I don't know when scary became just showing, like, someone that is fucking ugly-looking, you know? And, like, popping out of the darkness. Because that's, that's like, that barbarian thing, that's all it really was. It was really, like, the scary, jumpy moments were just, like, they're in the dark. And then you see this, like, it's basically a monster movie. That's all it is, you know? And, like, I remember I was reading reviews and they were like, oh, this is, like, a psychological thing. This is, like, a thriller. It's like, blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't. It was just a monster movie, you know? But the monster was a little bit more human because it was, like, um, it was, like, a human. But, like, that had just got all fucked up looking, but it's just like, it, it wasn't scary, you know, and this Dahmer thing was actually one of the more scary things I've seen in a while, so I highly recommend that if you want to freak yourself out, you know, 
It's so funny. The things that actually freak me out aren't really these movies anymore. It's like, you know what used to really freak me out? I used to go on the road and do these really long road trips. And, you know, at the time I was in, I was doing these shows for little money that had no hotel. So I'd be driving to like Pennsylvania and shit, like hours and hours or like just South Jersey, upstate New York. And I, I didn't get no hotel. So I would drive back at the end of the night. And I would always do this thing where I would freak myself out by putting on these like um, these YouTube videos of like real horror, apparently true horror stories. So this guy, he would just literally in his creepy fucking voice tell, tell these stories that were sent to him about like, you know, like a neighbor who was like one day, like he looked out his window and the neighbor was like staring back at him. And then he like closed the window and then his lights went out and there's like uh, his house. Then he heard a knock on the door. Then he opened the door. Nothing was there, you know, or on the floor. It's just like a picture of him from like high school. It's like, how did he get, how was that picture on the floor? I thought it was in my book, my parents book, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, he closes the door and then the lights go on and like, it's all these very tense fucking stories. And then when you're driving in the middle of the night in the middle of Pennsylvania, your service goes out because you're in the fucking middle of I-80 and there's nothing going on. And then you see a car behind you with its lights. You think you think everyone's out to kill you, you know? So those are the things that really freak me out, man. It's not these fucking Michael Myers. They're not horror movies, dude. They're they're action movies with fucking blood and ugly people. That's all it is. Anyways, I'll probably go see them because those are fun movies. Like I said... It's, they're just fun. That's what going to the movies is about. It's not about, this is not realistic. This will never happen. Ah, this makes sense. Physics, gravity wouldn't be like that. It's like, dude, if it's entertaining and it takes you away from your miserable life for 90 minutes, it's done its job. You know what I mean? So fuck you, Roger Robert. Anyways. Um, all right, let's get into the questions, man. I hope uh, I hope my uh, my spiels are are entertaining for you guys. I don't know. There's no crowd. No one here is fucking... Laughing, no one's giving me a thumbs up if this is any good or not. I'm in a fucking hotel in Richland with weak toilets. I don't know what's going on. Um, I should maybe flush this episode. Maybe that will go down. Um, all right, confidence, James. You can do it. So we have a lot of great questions this week. Um, and some of the questions um, are actually from people I know, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, you know what? I forgot. Oh, shit. I always do this where I remember things. The, like right before I'm supposed to know them. Um, so I got questions from, I asked, for, I, I prompted people from Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for, um, for a, a comedy, for, for questions. And uh, we got a good amount. I appreciate you guys sending them in. I appreciate you guys, uh, very much. I really do. Um, I know I don't sound like it, but I really do. Listen, it's, I'll be honest with you guys. When I ask people for questions, um, in a, in a weird way, it is like putting myself out there, you know? So I appreciate the people that took in the time to think of stuff to send to me. It really means a lot. And, um, I hope you enjoy, uh, me answering them. So I left a couple of questions off of Facebook last time. So I'm going to finish the Facebook questions. Um, Sid CQ asked, um, if you are not a comedian, what else will you do? Engineering? Since your dad is a professor plus Asian mom, pretty sure you are smart. 
Um, Sid, that's a great question. Um, first off, I'll just be honest. I'm uh, I'm not smart. You know, I'm like I'm not definitely not academically smart. I'm 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 kind of street smart. You know, I'm able to read people very well. You know, I'm able to to assess assess situations and uh, and stuff really well. Like I'm I've always been kind of really good with like reading people, giving people dating advice, like. A lot of people would always ask me, like, oh, what does this person think about, you know, like, like they're not texting me back. And I was always really good about being like, yeah, they're not interested in you because, you know, if they were interested, they would text you back, bottom line. But um, in terms of, like, engineering is definitely something, no. No, 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 no. Like, once I got past, once I remember, I'm, like, the worst Asian, but also a good Asian at the same time. It's like... I was always really good at like basic math, like addition, subtraction, and multiplication, division, right? All your basic math, math shit. Statistics, I was really good at too. I remember being good at that. But once I got into college and once um, I started taking calculus, once no, like letters got involved and the derivatives and variables, I was fucking out, dude. Like I, 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 I failed calculus my first semester. I had to retake it in the summer. And then I got like a C minus. Like I barely passed, dude. I don't understand how the fuck it, math works with letters, you know. And my girlfriend's um, a PhD student in neuroscience, so she knows all this shit, calculus, blah. And I've I've had I like for fun. I've had her like try to explain it to me, and it seems like with calculus and stuff, it's very theorem based, you know. It's not like one plus one equals two. It's like well, if Let's pretend that one plus one is A, B in this situation. So if you have A, B over Q, X, and Q, X means, you know, let's, we're going to say this is 33. It's just like, once you start getting to like theories and hypotheticals, like I, I just, I couldn't comprehend it. I'm a very like, kind of like, for me, if it was factual, like one plus one equals two, I had no problem with it. But once it became letters and shit, I was done. So, um... I'm not smart. I wouldn't be an engineer. Um, what else would I do? I honestly would probably be doing a blue collar job where I um, could be a little bit more independent, you know, like in a weird way. I So the jobs I've had before comedy, I've only worked like low wage, minimum wage retail jobs. I never worked any office position. I never worked any like management position or anything like that. One job I actually kind of liked it was minimum wage, you know, it was a summer job. Right before I left, I moved out of my parents' house. I used to, I was a stock room guy um, at Macy's for the, for shoes. So basically they would get these shipments, right? And they would, uh, I would go in and they had um these like lapels or they're not lapels. What's it, what's it called when um those uh, little like, like platforms on wheels, and they have like the boxes on top, the shipment boxes on top of them. It's like lapels or pellets. Pellets. I think they're called pellets, right? Whatever. So, so the the like like Macy's would have a basement where all their shipments came in. So basically, my job was to literally, I would go downstairs, I would take like ten to twelve boxes of um, women's shoes and men's shoes sometimes. And I would bring them upstairs to the department. I would bring them into the stock room and I would just unbox shit. So I was literally taken and like the stock rooms are organized by brand size and all that stuff. So I would just have to put the the boxes 
of uh, I would unbox the shoes and I'll put them in the in the right part of the stock room. And I did that like, you know, it shift to be anywhere from five to eight hours. And I liked it because my job was to just get through those boxes, those pellets. That's it. I no one was bitching at me. My it was a job where it's literally like like I had an orientation where they were just like, here was this, here's where this goes, here was this, here's where this goes. That's it. There's nothing more to the job. It's a brainless, mindless fucking job. And I didn't have to deal with customers. I didn't have to deal with someone bitching me around, you know. So I like that. I had my headphones on. I was listening to podcasts. I was thinking of jokes in my head, you know. So that's probably something I would do, you know. Maybe like UPS or something where you're just like, here's the shit. Go to the address and deliver it, you know. That's probably the job I would have, honestly. Um, But you know what? I'm going to be also give myself a little more credit. Um, I do have an entrepreneurial, uh, uh, trait about me. That's, you know, from doing comedy, I guess. Um, so one thing I actually did when I was in middle school and high school is I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. I would, uh, if you guys don't know what a sneakerhead is, is a guy that, uh, collects a lot of sneakers, usually Nikes, Jordans, Yeezys. I don't know if Yeezys are a thing anymore. Um, but I would sell them online, I would buy them in bulk, and I would make some money. And it was mostly to get, you know, mostly with the profits, I would just go out and buy shoes I actually wanted to get, or really expensive shoes that I couldn't afford. But I think that if comedy doesn't work out, or something happened where I couldn't do comedy anymore, or just, you know, whatever, for just hypothetical bullshit, if I had a choice, I think I would probably start my own sneaker reselling business where I would just buy these shoes in bulk when they came out and just um, sell them for, you know, resell them for markups and try to make a living that way, you know? Because that's something I know how to do, something I'm a little bit passionate about besides uh, comedy. But uh, Sid, great question, man. I'm sorry that uh, it's not it's not a real job. You know, comedy's not a real job, so I'm not going to just, like, all of a sudden get a real job, like engineering, you know? So, and I'm not smart. I appreciate you thinking I'm smart. Um, I'm smart with like, like I said, people stuff, you know, but I'm not smart with like books or letters. Um, Ethan Cole Murbaum, who's a, a friend, friend strong, sorry, Ethan, but we went to college together, um, for a year, right? I went to Rutgers, New York for my first year of college. He was there. And then I think. I transferred, and I think that was the last I saw of Ethan. But Ethan was very, always very nice, always very cool. He's been very supportive of me doing comedy throughout the years. Um, Ethan asked, if the purge was legal, 12 hours of crime. I know what the purge is, Ethan, okay? I'm not living under a rock. You don't think I saw purge one, two, three? I saw purge one. That was terrible. I remember because it was such a crazy, good, creepy movie concept. And it was just another, like home invasion movie like we've seen a hundred of these fucking movies you know it was a big letdown but the recent one i think purge three or whatever they're like the the july 4th one the independence day one that was actually pretty good and a little freaky um because they made it all about politics and shit um but yeah purge i know what the purge is ethan um how many mattress tags do you think you could rip off in that time (laughs) okay so ethan's basically fucking joking he's basically being like what, how many crimes would you do? 
you know. Dude, if the purge was legal and there was 12 hours of crime, I I would not be one of those people that was like, this is my time to commit crime. No, I would probably pay whatever. F- I would I would lock down my house and my belongings. I would take my dogs. Well, I'm a dog. I would take my cats and my girlfriend, and I'd just get the fuck out and go to whatever safe spot, you know? Because I think the purge is only in America, right? Where they do the purge? I don't think they do it in other parts. Like in, in, in the show, in the universe of the purge, it's only in America, right? It's not in China or... Or anything like that. So I would probably just go get the fuck out, lock my house down, because I know people were probably going to steal shit from it. And, um, yeah, I would not be one of those guys that's, you know, sharpening my fucking machete blade every day leading up to it to try to go out and cut people's heads off, you know? I definitely wouldn't be that guy. I would be terrified, and I don't want to get the fuck out of there. I also think, too, if the purge is a legal thing, I probably would move out of the United States, you know? That's such a crazy, crazy thing. Um, that's why the 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 movies are so were popular because there's such a good like. Those are one of those ideas. It's like it's like when someone it's like when you watch someone do a joke on stage that's so fucking good but simple, and, and it's like something like shit like, fuck why didn't I think of that like like that's been right like it's an idea you've always thought of but you just never put on the paper and to say it. Right, but someone does it on stage before you, just like shit, man. Like, where was that? Where was that? Like, I, I, I could have had that, you know. That's one of the ideas. It just seems very easy and simple. It's like it's crazy. No one's thought of it. It's a unique idea too, which is like, especially now, there's every idea has been done. So when a fresh one comes up, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty like jarring. Um, so Ethan, good to hear from you, man. Um, thanks for the question. Um. So Gray Stevens asked if I'm gay. Um, I'm not gay, Gray. Um, is his name Gray? It is Gray. Um, Gray asked if I'm gay. Well, Gray, I'm not gay. Okay. Um, I'm not gay. I get that a lot, though. I think uh, a lot of people think I'm gay for... I don't know. I think it's because... I think it's because the way I look, I guess. I got like an, was an otter twink vibe to me, you know? I'm not very hairy. Um... I just got, I got a gay vibe to me, I guess, you know, because it's like, I've gotten it before in real life where, you know, I'll go to like a town that's a little more like blue collar, a little more rough around the edges, you know, and they'll like call me Metro or whatever. And it's like, I, 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 it's so funny because I am, I don't think I, I don't, I'm not trying to give up a Metro gay, whatever vibe. It just it's just the way I look. I think there's something about the Asian-ness, the not hairiness, the like kind of like physique that I think people, and then maybe the way I dress, you know, I match a lot, you know. I think people, like gay people go like, oh, I think he could be gay, you know. So let me shoot my shot. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of people that you see and you don't, ask if they're gay because you just assume they're not gay you know like if you see a scruffy guy or whatever regular dude you're like yeah he's not there's no way he's gay he's got hetero vibes all throughout but i guess i have homosexual vibes i've given off you know i'm not trying it's just because it's just this has been my whole life people just think all right you know what it could i could be just i'm attractive and then um but then you know women don't really hit on me too much i feel like you know 
like the the amount of DMs I get from guys to girls is is so disproportionate. It's literally like what every like let's say with every hundred DM, that's saying a lot. But with every hundred DM, ninety eight of them, ninety nine of them are dudes, and one's a girl. The dudes look attractive too. I think I've got some pretty attractive dudes hit on me. Woman, usually not my type. Anyways, I'm not gay. Gray, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I um, catfished you with my vibes that I'm giving off. I don't know how I give off gay vibes. Like, I have a deep voice, you know? Like, I, 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 I don't know. Is it the way I walk? Maybe it's the way I walk. Who knows? All right. Anyways, um, another person I know who I love, Joan Weisblatt, who also does comedy. Um, we've done a bunch of shows together. She's super sweet. She writes... Who do you like better, your mother or your father? That is a loaded question, Joan. A loaded question. Um, I would say, <laughs> wow, I'm, am I really about to answer this? Whatever, I don't think my parents listen to anything I do. So, um, For me, this is not that hard of a question. I definitely love my mom more than my dad. Um, and if you, I think if you were my family or if you were close to me, you would understand. Like my mom has definitely been the more supportive, the more also just growing up, just more of the caretaker of me. And my dad, my dad took care of me in financial ways. You know, like he made, he made money growing up. He made, he was a breadwinner. You know, he, he made sure he had, a, there was a house overhead. There was food on the table, but he like, I guess emotionally wasn't supportive, you know, like he never really, Asked how my day was. He never really took an interest in my life. You know, um, no birds and bees talk. Not much communication. Not much teaching me how to do this, do that. You know, even now, it's like never really. How was comedy? Nothing really, you know. And my mom was more of the on hands, like making me study, making sure I was like, you know, uh, okay in life and stuff, like disciplinary. And at the time... I remember thinking at the time my mom was annoying and then my dad was a little cooler. Um, but now I look back at it. It's like, no, nah, my mom definitely, um, I'm glad like she showed that she, like it's all, I understand all that, all those things are just show, uh, signs of affection, you know? So I definitely love my mom, uh, mom more. You ask who I like better, my mom or father. I mean, I like my mom more, but Yeah. That's not a knock. I mean, it's, I guess it's a knock, but it's like, I'm just being honest, you know? Um, Yeah, Joan, really deep, deep question. I hope, um, it sucks that I have such a definitive answer to that, too. I, I, I hope, I wish it was more like, you know, when people get asked, like, who's your favorite kid? And you're gonna be like, oh, come on, I can't answer that. Jesus fucking Christ, you know? Um, I, I would love for that to be my response, but it's just, it's not. And I'm on this podcast to be honest and show you my true self. So it's definitely my mom. I mean, if you watch my content, you know, all the jokes I make about my parents is usually about my mom, how she was strict, how she was this, how she was that. It's because she cares, you know? And I don't have as many jokes about my dad doing that stuff because he didn't, you know? My dad was kind of like, I always refer to my dad as like a old school, like 60s dad. I don't know if you guys seen that show F is for Family by Bill Burr. Um, I've watched the first couple seasons. It's pretty funny, but it's like the dads in that era just just it wasn't 
I don't think it was really their job to give a shit about their kid. They had kids. They put money. They worked. They put money on the table, and like that—that's what I do. And the mom does all the shit in terms of like feeding them, taking care of them, talking about their problems. Like the dad is just like the fucking matriarch, and that's it. The bread, the the provider. That's it. All this emotional shit was was not a thing, you know. And now it's different. Now I think it's like, I think the dads. Um, and the moms are definitely more involved in their kids life, but it's like, I don't know. Like I was scared of my dad growing up, dude. You know, I was scared he he would yell at me. I was scared, like, you know, um, and I wasn't. I was like scared of my mom if I fucked up, but I was just scared of my dad, you know. And uh, I remember, like, you know, Burr would talk about it, and like I, I know a lot of people in that era would talk about how they were scared of their dad, you know. And now I don't think people are scared. Like, I, People talking about their dads all the time. Yeah, my dad and I, we had, you know, we're doing steroids and drinking together. I'm just like, fucking shit, dude. Wow. That seems kind of cool, you know? That's how I want to have, I guess, I don't want to do steroids with my son, obviously, but it's like, I want to have a relationship with him where we're like, we're buddies for sure, you know? I don't know. I just, I I, I don't know. I don't know shit, you know? Um, But yeah, my mom, like my mom more because she, she loves me and I felt it. Um, all right. Those are the Facebook questions for the week. Oh, um, no, there's one more Facebook question, but we're going to move on to another app just to get everyone. Um, so in, on Instagram, Maja Bean, um, that's spelled Maja Bean, maybe M A Y J A B E E N asked, uh, so she responded to a story, um, where I showed a picture of my cat. Um, and she writes, what kind of cat? How long have you had him slash her name? So um, the cat in the picture is actually um, a Siberian Russian cat. Um, he's, he's new. My girlfriend and I got him literally, I think we've had him for maybe a month now. So my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend got a cat I think about eight months before we started dating. And now we've been together for like three, four years. So she brought the cat into the relationship. Her cat is also a Siberian cat. It's Her name is Ellie. Um, very fluffy. If you look at my Instagram, there's probably pictures there somewhere. Or I post pictures of them all the time because they're fucking so... F- they just, sometimes they just... Their lo- everyday life is just so photogenic. You know, you just want to capture it. But um, my girlfriend and I have been talking about getting a new cat to give Ellie like a friend or like a sibling. And uh, we finally did it. We got this new cat, um, new kitten, white Siberian cat. Um, We've had him for about a month. I think he's like, I think we got him. He was like six weeks old. So maybe now he's like 10 weeks old. Um, His name is Nimbo Stratus. And a little background on the name. So uh, Nimbo, (sighs) trying to think. So, we were when we were thinking of names, we were kind of like, okay, so this cat is like w- really white and fluffy, with like, and and the cat had like little black spots on its nose, the tip of its ears, the tip of its paws, so it was black. It was white with these black spots. So we were like, what's white with black spots? And we thought of like a cloud, like a, like kind of like a, a rainyish looking cloud, a cloud, you know. And we looked up the name of uh, the scientific name of clouds, and Nimbostratus was the one that kind of looked the most like the cat. So we decided to name it 
Nimbostratus. At first, I was like, fucking, that's a dumb fucking name. But then if you think about it, it's like all the nicknames that came from it sound like pet names. Like we called Nimbostratus, Nimbo, Nim Nim, Bobo, Nimbo, Nimbo. So it worked. It's just like, at first I'm like, that's, there's no way that's the fucking name. But then after a day or two, it settled in and, um, yeah, we love our little Nimbo. He's, he's so cute. He's still so small. I hope he stays small forever, but the breeder said he's going to be a fucking gigantic fucking little fu- tiger. So, um, yeah. Um, the cat's name is Nimbo Stratus. He's so cute. I'll post more pictures of him. I've been meaning to do like a, the thing about Nimbo too, it's so great. He's got like these piercing blue eyes, you know? So he's got this white fur, these little black nose and black tips. And he's got these piercing blue eyes. And he's like, he looks like such a, uh, he's a kid. He's so cute. Um, he's the best. And he's so tiny. It's so fun holding him, you know? He's like, you can hold him in your palm. And he's like, you know, cats have that belly that's like like that super soft, kind of pokey gushery belly you know so he's the best um thanks for showing interest in the cat um we love him um so anthony 2469 writes he asked me if apple if apple made cars would it have windows you know what that's a good question i i think i think they would have windows because you can't really be driving cars without windows. You need to kind of see where you're going. But like, I I could see those cars like, I could see Apple somehow making cars that had like completely tinted windows or like something where it's like you couldn't tell the window their windows on there. You know, kind of like think of like a glass house, but just like in in the in the shape of a car. You know what I mean? Where it's like you couldn't see in, but you could only see out. And like I, I like basically like just one big tinted mirror, but I feel like Apple would have enough money, or they would make it a certain way where they can like bypass the laws of not having tinted cars, you know? Because if anything, Apple is one of those companies where it's like whenever they make something, it, it's like it's kind of like how Kanye was making the the Yeezys. They look so fucking weird at first, and then like futuristic, and you, you your first instinct to be, is to be like, that's fucking stupid. But then after a while, you kind of get used to it. Like remember, when, I remember when the AirPods came out. I'm like, who the fuck is gonna wear those, those those pieces of jizz on their ear? You know. And then a month in, everyone's got them. And then now it's like, now if you have stringy headphones, you look like a fucking dweeb. You know, or you just look poor. That's literally what I think of people. They have the, they all have like the string headphones with the connector to go in their phone. I'm like, just get a fucking regular set of headphones. What are you? What are you a peasant? So. I think Apple window, they would have cars, but they would have, they would like hide the look of, because that's all it is. It's like Apple just like, they took the phone, the regular phone, and they just made it no, no buttons. It was just a screen. That's basically was their innovation, you know? So they would, they would do something or it, it wouldn't look like a car, you know? And I think like hiding the windows or blending the windows in with like the interior would be something or the exterior would be something they would do. Um, if Apple made a car, would I buy it? I probably would because if they made a car, then they would try to do a thing where like you became like in order for all your other devices to work, you would have to be dependent on it, you know, so they would fuck you somehow and I would end up getting it. Apple car. Ugh. Um, fucking Apple. They just run everything, man. 
anyways, so you know what's annoying about like these Apple products too? It's like every year they come out with a new one and every year it's like, oh, like we made the camera a little bigger or we made the, the thing a little faster. It's like I, my theory is that they have all these fucking things like they have the iPhone, whatever, 67, 10 years from now. They already have it made like for like probably Steve Jobs, or like high forms of government. But it's like the ones they make available to the public, it's like they just give us every year, they give us a little bit of a, like, oh, here's a 4K camera. Oh, next year will be 5K. It's like they, they could give that all that shit right now into one phone. But they just refuse to do it because they know if they, they fucking outsource it and then every year they put little additions, they could sell more and make more, you know? I really think that. I think right now, whatever, I, what was it, the iPhone 14 Pro plus sex sex toy, whatever, that's out the iPhone 14, that shit's, that, they had that shit 10 years ago, I bet. 10 years ago. But it's just like they finally just got into it. Like this is like their schedule, you know? It's like we have this technology, but let's not give it to them all at once. So every year we can jack up the price and just fucking take people's money, you know? It's so funny because like, it's like, I think with like the, like I remember like the, uh, one of the first headphones, like the Bluetooth ones, it's like you couldn't do like certain functions like, um, I forget, but it's like, I think it was something like if you tapped here, you could access Siri or something like that. But like with the first AirPods, you couldn't do that. But then the second AirPods, you were able to like tap or something on both. Like, I think you could only tap on one side, but you're going to tap on the other. And then they made that option available in the second one. It's like, you really, so you could do the tap on one, but not the other. But then magically, over a year, you're like, oh, now we figured out how to tap both. It's like, no, it's like you're holding out on us and you're trying to get us, then instead of buy one for 150, is to buy two, one for 150, and then the other for 250 because you jack it up $100. Fuckers. That's my theory. They're probably going to shoot me in my sleep because I, I, I told the public about it. Um, all right, so we have a few minutes left. Let's, um, God damn it, we have, we have some more questions. Um, okay, so... Damn, Michael Reagan um, has a great question about comedy, and there's just there's no way I can fucking answer that. That's a, that's a loaded question. I'll have to answer that next week, bro. I'm so sorry. Um, no, Michael. So I'm sorry. Michael Reagan asked a question, a great question. Then um, also on um, Facebook, Rob Slam, who was apparently a roommate of a friend I went to college with asked me a comedy question. I'm going to have to answer that next week. I'm sorry, bros. Like I have like two minutes left. Um, I got to wrap it up real quick. Um, I'll answer. And then, uh, on TikTok, there's one more question. I'm going to have to answer it next week. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, right before I leave though, let me plug some tour dates. Um, again, thank you so much for the, for the questions. Um, please send more. If you already sent in a question and if you have more questions, please send those. I'm just to get podcast at gmail.com or just DM me wherever you know me from. Um, and it doesn't have to be questions. If you want to bring up, uh, if you want to ask me a topic or you want to send me like a, an article that you want me to look at and form an opinion on and talk about on the podcast, I can do that too. If you need advice on comedy, on relationships, on friendships, anything, like I said, I'm, I might not be smart. I may not get calculus, but I have a good grasp of like people, you know, and, uh, and, and character. And I'll be really honest and real with you guys. Um, so 
send those questions, send anything to me. I'll answer anything. Um, if you don't already, please follow me on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, this weekend coming up, I'm going to be in LA this week, November 1st to 3rd. November 1st, I am playing at the Dime Bar and Flight Sports Bar in Hawthorne. November 2nd, Comedy Chateau. November 3rd, Comedy Store in LA. November 4th, 5th, I'm in Medford, Oregon, headlining Chadwick's. Then November 16th, Caroline's in New York City. November 18th, I'm going to be doing Too Small to Fail Comedy in Queens. November 26th, Philadelphia. I'm working on a gig out there. Still in the works, still in negotiations. We'll let you know um, once that's made official. December 2nd to 3rd, Comedy Loft, Washington, D.C., headlining. Please come. And then I'll be doing a show at the Triad Theater December 9th. Um, tickets will be up soon for the Triad Theater. But anything that's already available will be on my website, jamescamacho.com. Um, guys, I hope you had fun listening to this. I, I, uh, I appreciate you tuning in and um, showing your support. Um, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Saigen, adios. She's gone.